0: mm <laughs> Hello there and welcome to the Hit Like a Girl podcast. My name is Joy and on the show we talk about how complicated the world of healthcare and health IT is. I liken it often to a 30,000 piece puzzle. Sometimes I think it's 300,000 pieces. It gets really complicated to understand how it all works and for all the different stakeholders. And so every guest that we have brings on a level of their own expertise to share their piece of the puzzle so that we can all understand the big picture a little bit better. So I would love it if you could take a moment to just introduce yourself, where you fit in the healthcare ecosystem. I think of it as
1: multiple 30,000 piece puzzles dumped together. So I agree with you on that. I work for Best Buy Health. I'm Chief Operating Officer, and I have been with Best Buy about two years. And my background is in biomedical engineering. I've worked for med tech and aerospace, all with a focus on health and technology. It's in my bones. And right now with Best Buy, we have a really great opportunity to bring a big retailer into addressing some of the biggest healthcare challenges that have plagued the healthcare system and that continue to be a problem as we continue to improve and advance technology. But challenged in making sure that technology works for everyone and it gets to everyone and patients are connected to their providers and their caregivers and their care team. And so we're dealing with some very basic logistics challenges that retail has experienced.
0: I can imagine that you have a lot to share about everything that you've learned even in the last two years. But can we learn a little bit more about your personal journey I would love from, you just said aerospace. I'm like, okay, so how is aerospace connected to healthcare? I'll take you back on a journey. I,
1: as a young girl, I grew up in Kenya and wanted to be an engineer from a very early age. And in high school, I had the opportunity to take this course called Power Mechanics. And it was one of those extracurricular courses. I took it all the way through my four years. I had an option to drop it and take something else. And I stuck through it. I was the first girl to take it. We learned how to build engines, we learned how to weld, we learned how to build products, and it was a very good foundation for what I ended up pursuing career-wise. When I came to the U.S. for university, I started off mechanical engineering and quickly realized I needed to do more with health and physiology, and I was missing that. And so I pursued a biomedical engineering master's degree. When I graduated, I wanted to work in the aerospace industry, specifically for NASA. I only applied for NASA jobs. My boyfriend now, husband, boyfriend at the time, husband now was living in Houston. So applied for every single job that I thought I qualified for. And when I got an opportunity, moved down to Houston and started working for Johnson Space Center specifically in a very interesting role, system safety and reliability engineering, through was mouthful. But because of my interest in health, I had a chance to help shape up, certify, get close to, understand the problems that astronauts dealt with, the research areas that NASA was focused on, and really, really get immersed into the medical systems, the exercise equipment, and how countermeasures contributed to their health. And so that was my first exposure to health systems for the aerospace environment, which have multiple benefits for everyone else. But I worked on an automatic automated external defibrillator that was a Medtronic product. And so I got connected to Medtronic. And after a few years working for NASA, I moved to Minneapolis and started working for the medtech company on implantable devices, connected systems. And then I got an amazing opportunity to help set up brand new Social enterprise for Medtronic, global health focused. We did this from scratch. We spent time on the ground, got to understand the issues, co created with patients and providers and governments, and did this in Africa and Asia. And finally made my way to Best Buy, where I realized we have some serious health issues here in the US
0: that still need different types of solutions to really propel. Them forward. So before we get into the Best Buy stuff, can we talk a little bit more about your work in Africa and how, what were the complicated problems that you were solving there? And I guess maybe lead into how that relates to what you're doing here in the US. There's a
1: direct correlation. When we started the work in Africa, we were focused on hypertension. And uh, hypertension is what we call the silent disease, where you only actually feel symptoms after it's progressed to a more serious state. So increased levels of blood pressure really don't affect most of the patients. And so what we were seeing is only cases of complications and nothing in between. And so what we learned as we spent time on the ground doing our research and following patients around, we realized that it was too late by the time they were identified to be with high blood pressure. By then, there were other issues that were now spreading and comorbidities were rampant. We were seeing a huge correlation between hypertension diabetes. We were seeing heart failure at very young ages, patients with strokes in their late 30s. And so what we did was help establish a chronic disease management program that started from screening and prevention, linkage to care, and then eventually uh, had a, an ability to escalate up the care continuum for anyone who had episodes or readings that were out of range. And we started with hypertension. Then we added on diabetes. We worked in Ghana. We worked in Kenya, and that work has expanded to more than six or seven countries in Africa now. I built this program that was software enabled, but it was community focused, so it was driven by the community health workers with the help of the health systems and partners from the government and pharmaceutical companies. How are you of that work? I'm incredibly proud. The team that worked on this initially worked on in a volunteer capacity and that became the foundation of what Medtronic Labs is today. And so that's Medtronic's social global health arm that they continue to expand in different ways across the world, even in the U.S. now. So I'm very proud of it. But I'm also proud that I'm able to take a lot of the learnings from that experience and really come and shape some of our biggest challenges here in the U.S.
0: Very similar in nature. I imagine. So considering Best Buy is known for a lot of their electronics and devices, but... Tell me about Best Buy Health and for people that don't have a relationship with Best Buy Health, how should they be thinking of Best Buy Health? Best Buy Health is Best Buy's efforts
1: to do something about the health challenges. We enable care at home for everyone. Enable being a key word. Because we are not the providers of care, we want to make sure providers can do what they do best, which is practice, manage their patients. And so we enable that to happen. But we also focus on everyone. And that's a key part of our strategy. It's based in health equity and the fact that we need to understand where we're serving and where we're not serving our communities and our patients, but also who is benefiting and how are they improving from a health outcome perspective? And what can we do where there are groups that are underserved or groups that are not accessing care in the way that they would most benefit from?
0: So what I am familiar of or with is that Atrium Health, right? That there's a partnership that you have in with Atrium in North Carolina. And can we Talk about. I have an idea of what it is, but I'm sure that I'll get it wrong. So I'm going to allow, like, ask you to describe what that partnership is like and what the service offering is. Atrium is, and I believe they
1: go now by Advocate Health to us. We've been on a long journey to bring together two main powerhouses that want to make change in a very large way, in a very meaningful way. And so Atrium, with its strength. The health system side, with its strength in health equity, with its strength in the community, along with Best Buy and its logistics and supply chain and connected capabilities, really want to bring that together to help with co creation of solutions that serve the masses and continue to move the needle. We're starting off with co-development of hospital-at-home solutions,
0: and super excited to
1: see where this goes.
0: So, when I think of that, I think of Best Buy's Geek Squad, right? And it would, and I've heard a couple debates about this, like where people have opinions, right? So we like opinion. We like yeah. opinion. How does it work? So, if it's the Geek Squad for health, what does that actually look like? So, think about Geek Squad.
1: Geek Squad makes over nine million dollars. Nine million home visits. Every year, so those are interactions with consumers to help them either set up, fix, troubleshoot, or maybe uninstall some equipment. Think about that for health applications; it's not the same. There is certain nuances that we need to consider, and so what Geek Squad in health is really taking the strength of in-home trusted advisors and layering on additional upskilling and training to make sure that we have advisors who can go into the home and help with the setup of health systems, with equipment, with chronic disease management, questions, all doing the same type of work, which is digital literacy, connected systems, technology, troubleshooting and support with the added experience of what it means to do it in the health industry. And so we've been learning from this experience. We Three years ago, started using select trained Geek Squad health agents to install personal emergency response systems in the home, and to date, have had over forty thousand in-home visits just for that. And our team has supported 90,000 virtual interactions that gave us confidence that this is the right model. It's more cost-effective. It is scalable when you get things right. And it addresses a niche gap that exists today in delivery of care.
0: And I think, okay, so when I think about the opinions that people might have, they might be thinking that the folks, the service folks on that select geek squad, I'll call it, are actually the ones delivering care like they're doing the job of the nurse or the doctor. That's not what's happening.
1: No, and that's actually something we are very uh, firm about. Our stance is to enable the care, not to deliver it. Geek Squad Health will not be delivering care. They will be setting up systems. They will be making sure that they work. They will be answering questions, teaching, and they will be fixing problems that happen. Sometimes connections do not connect as they should, or a system may be working today and tomorrow it doesn't. And that's the role they play with this work.
0: And it could be in-person or it could be virtual to your point. They could call a hotline and talk to somebody. Yes, yeah, some people are very tech savvy and don't need the in-person
1: support. Whereas others, like my dad, really wants you there to help show him step by step and he'll write it down on a paper. My mom, on the other hand, will figure it out and just need someone over the phone. So we're trying to serve the needs in a appropriate, accessible, affordable way. And so offering different types of services is where we see the ability to scale this work.
0: I had a really great opportunity to visit, and it's not necessarily Best Buy Health, there's Best Buy Teen Tech Centers, right? There's one in North Carolina, and I believe that they also connect with Atrium slash Advocate Health. And when I was there, I had the opportunity to do a record a podcast in that Teen Tech Center. And There was a member of the geek squad there and it was really neat because all of the equipment was set up and it wasn't mine. And I just wanted to make sure that everything was running as smoothly as possible. And it was so reassuring just to have somebody there that just like check on all the technology and make sure that everything was connected and working as it should. Right. And I imagine it's similar in concept that you can transfer that same idea to, to the healthcare equipment. Spot on. That's exactly the model. Now apply that to
1: a healthcare need. Can you get a Geek Squad agent to drop off the equipment and set it up and make sure it's working? Stay by while you take your first reading with the direct line to their provider if you need it. That's exactly the model.
0: Yeah, it worked really well. And I could absolutely see how that could be something that is scalable, needed, and that it would be somebody and and already trust built in. That people already have a trust level with the tech savviness of the Geek Squad, that if you're just applying it to healthcare devices or medical devices or other equipment that they might be using in the home, that's not too huge of a jump. And that's why we need to stay in our lane
1: and we will be staying in our lane. We've been pretty adamant about this. We've seen many of our other retail friends double in actually healthcare delivery. We've seen acquisitions. We've seen uh, primary healthcare solutions, pharmacy, PBMs, et cetera. I think for us, we would like to stay where our strengths are, where Best Buy has its sweet spot and its experience and work with the others to help address their issues. Because I'm sure they have logistics needs and I'm sure they have connectivity challenges and I'm sure
0: they have at-home areas that we can help them as well. Well, and especially now that there's a lot of aging in place and hospital at-home conversations, you know how complicated of care are we talking about like to the level of, is it truly like what level of hospital stay would be avoided by being able to take care of some of that stuff in somebody's home? This is exactly the, the question that health systems are grappling with. They know
1: that consumers are ready to bring health home. We see numbers 85% of consumers are comfortable receiving care in their home, but 67% of health systems are still not sure on how to address that. And so home will never replace an ER bed, but it may be able to allow you to go home much faster. It may allow you to be managed for COVID in the comfort of your home.
0: Okay, so I guess as far as complexity of medical devices, like what's the highest level that they would go? I mean, maybe you know that, maybe you don't, but like, it's not going to be an ER visit that's in your... No, it's not an ER visit, but it is visits with which providers are comfortable, that the systems
1: are connected, they can monitor them remotely. We've seen situations where they'll send paramedics or nurses to support it. Each health system is handling the hospital at home program differently, and this is part of the challenge is everyone is still learning and growing. And we have an opportunity here to really share learnings and help grow this use case for care at home. Oh
0: my gosh, what a challenge. I didn't realize that like every partnership with the health system is not identical. It's definitely gonna be very different. So how can you share some of the differences between maybe a rural and a city setting? Yeah, we can use the example that
1: we've seen with Geisinger. Geisinger Health System is a partner of ours in um, Pennsylvania. And they have, over the last year and a couple months, been using our system, the current health system, for chronic disease management. Everything from chronic heart failures to chronic hypertension, COPD management. And they ran this pilot with 300 patients and rural locations more so than most. And this was a chance for us to really test and see how would this work where you have more rural than city locations. And that's the crux of the challenge of you need a solution that can cover both and this allowed us to test it out. Geek Squad health agents, dedicated agents were deployed to help set up systems and provide the support needed. Really promising results. We saw 50% reduction in time to activation. So previously it would take four days before a patient would get onboarded and activated. We're doing it in less than two. Wow. We're seeing 19% adherence two care programs, we're seeing a reduction in tech issues, 18% reduction, and any issues can be resolved within 24 hours. So those are just some examples of how one health system is handling the most needed needs. Others are looking at hospital at home because of the cost savings that come with it. And we look forward to seeing how we can partner together to provide the best support for them.
0: What about the reimbursement model? Like, Who pays for the device and and also how long could it stay in somebody's home? I imagine it's not going to be there forever. It depends on what it is, obviously. It depends on what they are being managed for. So each, think of it as each admission into a
1: program carries with it certain care protocols. And so we may, in a hospital at home program, see anything from two days to eight days. You'll see much longer for chronic care and the payment mechanisms are different depending on what the health system is using most of fee-for-service still we're still trying to make a case for more value-based but these are areas that we have to now keep building up the data for to show the cost benefits and that's what we're doing with our partners
0: I imagine you're growing and I get that but you still have a ton of market to still cover oh yes yeah (laughs) I don't know if the question is, where are you located or where are you not located? Like if patients were going to be interacting with Best Buy Health, where would they likely be doing that in what states or regions? It depends. Our strategy is threefold. So we have our wellness at home where
1: consumers can purchase and access health technology, omnichannel, our website, any of our 1,000 stores across the country on the Best Buy app. And that's everything from an over-the-counter hearing aids, to blood pressure monitors, to fitness equipment. The second part of our strategy was really focused on aging at home and through them, we have direct to consumer lively, a portfolio of services and specially designed mobile devices and medical alerts to ensure that we can keep our seniors living independently and safely so they can stay at home as long as they, they can. And then the third being the care at home part of the business that is more focused on health system partnerships and meeting specific needs to support that care at home.
0: Wow, you have a lot on your plate. It's not just you. You have an. I hope you have an amazing team. We have an amazing team. We have
1: locations throughout the country. We have a team actually in the UK as well. We have five locations, best buy health locations specifically, where we have caring centers about a thousand empathetic care advisors who take calls 24 7 urgent response calls any other call that our aging at home subscribers may have need for i want to talk to someone connect me or i ran out of gas and can you tell me how i can get help to i'm lonely and i just wanted to check and talk to someone so a variety of ways that our subscribers are reaching out to us but five locations we have location in san diego we have Boston, Reno, Nevada, Michigan, San Antonio, Texas, and of course, our Best Buy headquarters in Minneapolis.
0: And they're not just supporting folks in those areas, right? I'm sure they're answering phone calls from They're around? supporting everywhere. everywhere. So that is, they support the entire country. You just made something click for me that I didn't realize, which is these call centers that is like of course it's not the same number that you're going to call for geek squad no that is a different yes this is different and they must have have completely different skill set as far as how they're trained and to what you just like pointed out of the empathy like that's incredible yeah so think about our people when I think about our people outside of the teams
1: the people who serve our customers our consumers our patients our members we have nurses so we have clinical command center on the current health side who are there to treat and support the Care at Home platform and be a connector to the health systems. We have the Caring Centers, over a thousand empathetic care advisors who are on the phone answering calls. And then we have Geek Squad and Geek Squad Health specifically trained. And that is a different arm that's bringing Best buy strength to our partners. And so when you think about the variety of support that's needed, when we say we enrich and save lives through health technology and meaningful connections. The meaningful connections are really this piece. This is our people.
0: I love that. I love, I love what you're doing, I, and and it's so needed because, to your point, the problems are massive, and they need to. The solutions need to scale, and you guys are in a position to do that. And we're trying. Yeah. Well, Chemu, thank you very much for your time. Is there anything that if people want to follow your journey or connect or get involved with Best Buy Health and somehow be a trainer of one of the, being one of these empathetic call center folks, where would you lead them? We are on LinkedIn and
1: we are on Facebook. Best Buy Health, look us up. Always open to
0: connecting and love to hear ideas and thoughts from others. Yes, I am so excited to follow the journey. So thank you for sharing it. Thank you, Joy.
1: I think your journey and your work is amazing as well. And I'm glad we had a chance to connect and bring some of this together at Atrium, teen tech center powered by, the Best Buy teen tech center powered by Atrium.
0: That was so meaningful for me. It really was. It was really great to see the kids there and the people who were working and just like how much dedication they had. One of the things, I don't know if I ever had a chance to talk to you about this in detail, but so they have... And of course this, right? They have the 3D printers, they have photography, they've got all of these amazing computers where they can work on their art. They can, like so many technological advances that they just get to learn, but they have a failure wall. Yes. Of all of the things that have not worked out well, That they're just, and they get to basically see their progress over time. And that is the part that was really lovely, just to have this, guess what? You're not going to get it right at first. And you learn from that? A hundred percent. And then, and to be able to like spotlight it and see the journey so that they could look back and really like acknowledge how far they've come. I feel like we all deserve something like that. We need those walls. I was
1: there two weeks after you were there. Oh, really? I went back and we t- some of the teens came in. I had a chance to ask, how did it go? Two of them had participated in your networking event and... I will tell you the one thing they said, oh, there was a world-class, what did they say? World-class podcaster who came through here and brought a whole bunch of amazing connections for us to get inspired. And that's what we need more of. We need the chance to Connect them with technology. Connect them with their peers, and allow them to be creative because they are the next generation that are going to build the health technology solutions that we so much and so need.
0: I really enjoyed it, and if I ever have the opportunity to do it again, I would jump at it. It okay. was yeah. So count we'll me in to on make that. that happen. Yeah, I would love that. Okay, <laughs> thank you, Chimmon. Sure. Thanks for listening. You can learn more about us or this guest by going to our website or visiting us on any of the socials with the handle Hit like a Girl pod. Thanks again. See you soon. Again, thank you so much for listening to the Hit Like a Girl podcast. I am truly grateful for you, and I'm wondering if you could do me a quick favor. Would you be willing to follow or subscribe to this podcast, or maybe leave us a rating or review? Or if you're feeling extra generous, would you share this episode on your Instagram stories or with a friend? All of those things help us podcasters out so much. I'm the show's host, Joy Rios, and I'll see you next time.